Welcome in the Super Fantasy Podcast. My name is Seth, back here with Clinton. Yeah, I'm back, finally. Clinton's finally back. Another update about what this league is. This is for the Super Fantasy Podcast. Or the, the Super Fantasy Podcast is for the Super Fantasy Football League on Yahoo. If you are not a part of that league, go ahead and send us in your Week 10 matchups so we can go over those on the next show, Super Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. How was your week, Clinton? It was good. It was a lot of school. Yeah. Yeah. A couple finally, midterms. Not even midterms. I mean, I was just one of them, but. Gotcha. Good old school. Uh, we both won this week, right? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we did. I'm back to five. What am I in? Right. You're got some sort of record. Uh, <laughs> yep. We'll go over yep. it real quick. Yeah, we'll go over it real quick. League standing updates. Lots of shakeups. Uh, Show Me Your TD is not in first place anymore. We got number one, Sup Rydalch for the first time all season, I think. Six and two. Uh, I come in at second at six and two as well. You're in third. Clinton, more than a deal in. I just like three. to say, first one to hit quadruple digits. Yes. Clinton's first one over a thousand. His team's racking up the points. You're not playing very good defense, though. Dude, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> um, fourth place, Show Me Your TD is also at five and three. Fifth place, Tragic Fits Magic, five and three. And sixth place, Sheds the Tool moves into a playoff spot at four and four. There's two other teams at four and four as well. Uh, so lots of movement. Uh, potentially to happen next week as well. Waiver wire pickups. A couple of important ones. Danny, Danny Amendola. He's been doing pretty good for the Lions. He had a great game last week. They kept throwing him the ball. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. So. And now that carry-on's out, they have no round, ground game again. It's like the old school Lions where Stafford was hucking the ball like 40 times a game. Yeah, that upset me because oh, I, yeah. Johnson... Ty Johnson. Yeah, that's not good. How, I, didn't ever, I didn't even know that guy was on the Lions team. I didn't like, either. What is his name? Carson? Wait, which that? guy? The guy who was Oh, the guy who the ended up getting all the carries? Yeah. I don't even know. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, that was unfortunate. I picked up Jalen Samuels because James Conner could potentially be out with an injury. And if you've seen my running backs right now, they're not good. Alvin Kamara has been out for two weeks, and now he's on his bye. And then again with the carry-on Johnson injury. So I'm kind of left with Joe Mixon. And I got Mark Walton because he's the starter in Miami now. So <laughs> see how that goes. Um, New York's defense was picked up by Tragic Fitch Magic. I'm bringing that one up because they're playing the Dolphins this week. And the Dolphins have given up 10-plus fantasy points to pretty much every single team they've it's played. It's interesting, though. Are the... Which team is worse? The Dolphins are... But the Jets are really bad right now. So... I think the Dolphins are worse right now. At I next know. year, the I think Dolph- the Dolphins have they got a little fight in them. Yeah, I, I mean I they're would, both terrible teams. I would still take the Jets. I mean, I think I would too. The Jets' defense of, is, is. I mean, better. they have Mosley injured, and they just traded away Le- yeah, uh, Leonard uh, Williams. Yeah, but I still think the Jets' defense is way better than the Dolphins, especially because yeah. Davis Howard's out. Oh, that's true. That's so, I mean, their offenses are pretty much equal, but. This could be like an actually decent game to watch because they're both so bad that it, they'll be putting up points. <laughs> that's, that's been the story with, with Miami as of late. Like, Their best games are against the worst teams. I mean, like, they played the Bengals. Yeah. What is it, like week 15 or something? Yeah, that so, could decide the number one pick yeah, in the draft. Tua will be watching that one with great interest. Oh, God. A couple key drops. Damien Williams 
Luis finally gave up on him. Bad. He hasn't had the best the best season. Definitely not what you were hoping for. I think no. his uh, his season went down the tank when they traded for LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, that and that sad. happened like the day of the draft that we had. Yeah, the day of our draft. Around. It was like a day or, but, or the day after. But man, yeah, Damian Williams was taking the third round. Kind of was hoping that he'd be an RB two, RB one tier, uh, but. Luis lucked out getting Josh Jacobs in the fifth round of that draft. So True. That was a good pick. And another draft that I thought was interesting was Corey Davis, who hasn't had the best season, but with Tannehill in there, he's kind of put putting up some good numbers. So if you need a wide receiver it, or yeah. if you want to take a shot on Damian Williams and you need a running back, pick yeah. up either of those guys. I mean, Corey Davis is worth a shot. He's just so inconsistent. And when he's not good, he's bad. Yeah. It's like either all or nothing with him. How did he do? I don't remember how he did last game. He had point nine points. All right. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. He's just, he's so hit or miss. Yeah. Deontay Johnson is, whenever Mason Rudolph plays. Yeah, that was another pickup. Yeah, they seem to have a connection. That was Josh's team, right? Chad's a tool? Yeah. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, he gets a good amount of passes to him. Yeah. That Like, even just target-wise, just. Yeah, because he's a burner. Yeah. So we'll move into the weekly recaps. Pulled it up here. We'll start off with my matchup. I went up against Show Me Your TDs. I come away with a victory, 118 to 101. Good game by Josh Allen and a great game by Kenny Galladay on my side. Juju Smith-Schuster finally came through for me. That's a boomer check. And we're going to go ahead and go with the... uh, I got that one right. I'm calling it. He only got 19.3 points. (laughs) But I'm saying he got the boomer check. You know, satisfaction there because he put up the highest point total he's had all season by four points, over 100 yards and touchdown, and he helped me win the game. So you can argue with me all you want, but that's a <laughs> successful boomer take there. And then my running backs, I just kind of want to skip over those, but I had Ty Johnson give me 4.8 and Ronald Jones give me 7.2. I'm in running back like you're, hell right now. Yeah, this is, I, just, I, I mean, if, once Kamara comes back, though, that's going to cover up a lot. Yeah, but it's been about. We're going on three weeks. Yeah, and it's his bye. I mean, you're in a you're six and two though, so you yeah you can afford to drop a week if if this happens. The the one week I leave the one week I have to make a decision whether or not to play Joe Mixon. I leave him on the bench and he puts up eighteen points. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Against the Rams of all teams. Yeah, but I had you know my my Pittsburgh defense and kicker ended up working out well on Show Me Your TD's side of the ball. I'd start getting worried about the Chargers. Yes. Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I think Keenan Allen will be fine, but Austin Eckler. You know, it's. They have this weird, like, stubbornness to use Melvin Gordon when Eckler is clearly the better running back now. They definitely want to give Melvin Gordon the more touches I wonder if every game. To, <laughs> I wonder if they're trying to make him, like, hope he starts playing well so they can. Trade him in the offseason? Or something. Is he, is he. No, he's not a free agent in the offseason. No. Tight end was a bad showing by from Show Me Your TDs. His team didn't really do very good outside of Deshaun Watson and Deion, and then Hopkins. Deion so, finally had a good game. Yeah. I mean, Cole Beasley was a nice pickup off of waivers. Yeah. And Tennessee was a good defense play, but as far as wide receiver two, both running backs, tight end, uh, not the best games. Just want to give a shout-out to the Steelers for coming through because I needed to <laughs> outscore Show Me Your TDs by 27 points going into Monday, and they yeah, worked out worked out great for me. Juju. 
Chad's a tool played Kanto Kinglers this week. Chad's a tool with the victory moves into a playoff spot. He wins 129.7 to 90.62. And Kanto Kinglers officially threw in the towel in the season. He said really? surrendered on the Facebook Messenger page. He's only three and five. Yeah, he could come back, but he's he's. We'll see in the re- in the weekly previews that he's got a he's got bad situation going on with yeah. bye weeks. Oh, so he got a bunch of bye. He's not very confident going into this game. Yeah, I mean, look at me last week. Yeah, I don't know how you can because I'm and look smart. at me look at me last week and this week. <laughs> yeah, maybe I might come away with a victory. But Brandon Cooks, Cantor Kinglers goes That's has rough. really bad concussion problems. That's he's getting checked on a by a specialist he, in Pittsburgh. He might. He should retire. Yeah, and man, I don't know exactly where these three wide receivers for the Rams went, but like Cooks, Woods, and Cup were all right around each other in the draft. Yeah. And Cup has Cup just has ran the, away. Man, it was it it's was been crazy. Surprising how I thought Woods would have a better year. Yeah, especially with Cooks being out a lot. Yeah, Cooks with the injury kind of hurts. On Chad's the Tools team, we had the chicken dinner winner of the week. Go ahead and start the chickens. With 41 points, Aaron Jones, highest point total of the year for him. He's had a, a couple. I think that might be a second. That other week he had. It was around 40. I don't no, know. he had 51. 51. Okay. Yeah. So, lots of good weeks for Aaron Jones. Yeah, Chad's the Tool needed it because at the wide receiver position, he scored a total of 12 points between his two players. Nick Chubb had a decent game. The Cleveland Nick Chubbs. The thing with Aaron Jones, he's the Packers are starting to use him just as just a weapon, not even just a running back. He had 159 receiving yards. Oh yeah, two touchdowns. Yeah, they're finally starting to, to utilize Aaron Jones. Um, Jacksonville has had a good showing for Chad Zatul. Terry had a good showing for Chad Zatul. But then other than that, other than those like three starts, Chad Zatul's team was. Not very good. Kirk Cousins didn't work yeah. out. Ryan Tannehill outscored Kirk Cousins by seven points. Julio Jones had a good game. I want yeah. to bring that up. Yeah, he Finally, did. he got back on track there. Yeah, that's Matt, Matt Schwab was literally just, where is Julio? <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. Not a whole lot of points left on the bench, though. We're going to the next matchup. Luis played Montande Basura and just out of nowhere. Dude, <laughs> <Montan> goes off. <laughs> Montande Basura Man. makes up for all the weeks that... He just, you know, didn't show up. 36 points by Cup, 38 points by Coleman, 39 points by Evans. That right there is going to win you some games. 22 points by Sanders, of all people. Broke a big run for a touchdown. And then Tom Brady had 18. Sutton had 10.2, which I know his name isn't Cameron. I called him Cameron a bunch of times. It's Cortland. Cortland Sutton, yeah. Yeah. I mix him up. With Cameron Sutton, who is a defensive back for the Steelers. So, just wanted to make sure everybody knew that I, <laughs> I know his name. Yeah. Even though I called him Cameron about six times last podcast. On the other side of the ball, Matt Stafford, looking like a pretty good quarterback going forward. I'd keep him in there over Mayfield. The rest, of, I'd just drop Mayfield, to be honest. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey can't be stopped. 28.5 points in a game that they lost 13-51. to 51. I don't know if anybody else could get you that type of production when their team loses by 38. Um, at the tight end position, a surprise 16.8 points was the backup. Yeah, good play. Yeah. Jonu Smith, the backup tight end for the, for the Titans. 
That's what, on the other side, though, Zach Ertz has been a bust this year. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely. He's but what been do you do? one of the worst, like, fantasy tight ends. But what do you do? Like, you got to... You have to be, yeah. You got to start him. play him. I mean, that's... Because I, I have him in a different league, and I bet... I, I was able to get Hunter Henry, though. Yeah. And I've been playing him over Ertz. It's, it, yeah, Hunter Ertz, Henry's been great. Ertz was, like, my third-round pick. I mean, there's a great... Showing by both teams, Luis scored 142 points, which is... Yeah, I was going to mention that. Usually when you score 140, you win. Yeah, but 186. <laughs> but, that's the highest um, but, point total of the year in the, in the league it? so far. It is, by like 16. Okay. Um, so, just a, just a rough week to play Montende Becerra. Yeah. The week he finally comes around. <clears throat> Anything on the bench? Yeah, no. No points left on the bench in that one. Not really. Pretty sure. There's a, there's a few, like, you know, maybe six or seven in a single position. But Supper Idolch played Tragic Fitzmagic. Jameis Winston. Sorry, Supper Idolch takes this one, 136 to 102.74. Jameis Winston outscored Carson Wentz in this one. That's a little surprising. Bad wide receiver showing by Tragic Fitzmagic, though. Only 14 points between, you know, T.Y. Hilton and Allen Robinson. So that's... Both teams bad showing. Yeah. But, I mean... T.Y. Hilton and Allen Robinson, compared to Robert Woods and Alshon Jeffrey, who haven't been great all season, but I was surprised by Allen Robinson and T.Y. Hilton. It's funny how yeah. Allen Robinson went from a horrible situation with Blake Bortles to another horrible situation with Mitchell Trubisky. Is it a worse? Do you think Mitchell Trubisky is worse? I don't Mitchell think Trubisky it's as bad worse? as Blake, because really? Mitchell Trubisky had a good year last year. Yeah. And they you at know, least... actually, it might be just as bad. Yeah. It's not It's not. Look, like Jacksonville only ran the football. Like, all yeah, the time. because they didn't want Blake Bortles to throw it. Yeah. Really good games at the running back position for Seth Rydalch. David Montgomery has a has a breakout game. Yeah. 30.7 points. Dalvin Cook, another. Still killing it. Still killing it. 31.1 points. And the New England's defense, over 20 points again. God. Man, 21. That Crazy showing. So Leads Seth Rydalch to victory. I'm so annoyed by how good they are. Yeah. We mentioned the tight ends on Tragic's Magic side of the ball. Both tight ends, the one on the bench and the one he played, scored over 15 points. If you need a tight end, go ahead and send him a trade request. Yeah, Hooper's been killing it too. And then another 32 points left on the bench by Tragic's Magic. Yeah, I would play him over. It. Well, if he, if, if Murray, actually, no, he's not going to start. Anymore. Yeah, that, is, that was your last chance. It was a bye week. And I mean, you still you wouldn't have won if any of you had played them. It would have been a lot closer, you know. But that's I think that's like over sixty points over the course of two weeks that you that you yeah. missed out on there. Yeah. But I mean, it's over now. You don't have to worry about it unless Kamara gets hurt or something. At least you know if Kamara gets hurt, you got a great option going into the playoffs. True. Clinton, you played Henry's team this week. I did. One twenty-eight point seven six to ninety-four point one eight. More than Hitland takes this one. Gardner Minshew, your boy DJ Chark. Working well together. Yeah. And they were playing the Jets, so. <laughs> yeah. Michael Thomas puts up 23. Yep. With Drew Brees back, who was on my bench. And then one of your backup running backs that you had <laughs> supplemented did well. The other yeah. one, Benny Snell, didn't like, do anything. Jamal because... <laughs> Williams has been, whenever he plays, he does something. Yeah. Benny Snell was just kind of like a... Benny Snell was just happens. like, <laughs> if James Conner doesn't play, I'm going to put, put in Benny Snell. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, he, he got you 1.3. Didn't matter, though. San Francisco scores you 17 points on defense. And on the other side of the ball, Henry's team forgot to take out David Johnson. Yep. 
So well, that didn't gotten, do him any favors. I don't think it would have got him the win. It wouldn't. He would have put in closer. Howard, I'm assuming, and he still would have lost by 14. Yeah. So wouldn't have mattered. But a good game by Marlon Mack. And then the rest of his team was just in the in the decent range, 16, 13. Yeah, Russell Wilson. And 15 at QB. That was surprisingly low for considering who they were playing. So I was thinking that as well because I almost took a player from the Seahawks as like a boomer. But the thing is with Atlanta, you can throw and run on them. So you have to like – Yeah. So but it was also it's the, the Seahawks. They're going to run the football and they're going to be fine. Yeah, that game was <laughs> – the first half was – they got out to the huge... They just got so conservative in the second half. It was annoying. Yeah. That's what... That's it, what that coach does. I know. <laughs> Pete, just stomp a guy. <laughs> come on, Pete. You're killing me, Throw Pete. a couple passes. I love you, but man. Uh, anyway. Uh, last matchup of the week was Carrion against Spanky New since 94. Carrion continues to back, bounce back from his rough start. He takes this one 125.58 to 105.5. Really bad wide receiver showing on Spanky Nuisance 94's side of the ball. Kenny Stills did not work out as a waiver wire pickup. Uh, his wide receivers scored a measly five points. So I got to give that one the sad performance of the week there. Five, five points between your top two receivers. Never good, even if they are backups. And Larry Fitzgerald is actually a, a, a starter for you. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. But... Saquon Barkley, 26.3 points. That's what you want to see out of, you know, come from him. Philip Lindsay, not a big believer in Philip Lindsay, only puts you up 10.6. Hyde had a good week. I'm not a big, I want to know your opinion on this, Clinton. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of like a three running back start. And both of these teams did it. You know, it just depends. It, it really just depends. Because if you're, if you end up with a team that's running back heavy, it, it's fine. So, so I, I understand what you mean. So, like, we have a team with Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, and I forgot his third running back. But on that team, it's a good running back. Yeah. That team is totally fine. But on a team that's got Carlos Hyde, Philip Lindsay, yeah. and then Saquon Barkley. I mean, Carlos Hyde and Lindsay are, like, borderline RB2s, but more flex. Yeah. So, I mean, in this point, but when you look at his team, you – you just got to work with what you got. And yeah. it was also because Amari Cooper's on a bye. All right. So you could... I mean, you could have started Landry. Out. You could play three wide receivers instead. You could always pick up a wide receiver yeah. and put him in there. I don't know. On the other side of the ball, they did the same thing. They had three running backs. Two of them worked out. Chase Edmonds got hurt uh, against New Orleans. Only put up 2.3 points. Yeah. James Conner had a great game against Miami. 28. And then Jared Goff. He doesn't. After scaring carry on, has put up back to back good games now. I think twenty two point eight eight points helps when you play Atlanta and Cincinnati. Yeah, not a whole lot of points left on the benches in this one. I don't think. I mean, Freeman would have gotten more points than Chase Edmonds, but and then Tyrell Williams actually had a really good game. Yeah, for Oakland, and we'll see. What, you know, if he it's can healthy. continue that. I think carry on starting him uh, in this week's matchup. We're going to change. We're going to move into the uh, weekly previews here. So I'll go ahead and start the next encounter sound here. But we're going to switch it up this week. We're not going to go to the head-to-head option like we were used to doing with QB versus QB, wide receiver versus wide receiver. Instead, we're going to talk about good starts. You know, we'll call them, we'll call them strong starts on each team and then weak, weak, weak points on each team as well. 
So uh, we're starting with my matchup here. I fell in the pit going up against Carrion. Some strong starts on my side of the ball. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Yeah, against Washington. Yes, yeah, the stack with John Brown. Yeah. And then Kenny Galladay going up against Oakland. Yeah, like, yeah. Kenny Galladay is going to be a good play from now on. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. I love that guy. Smooth routes. Oh, I love super I, smooth. I, yeah, like jazz smooth. Yeah, and he's he's huge too. And I'm I'm really hoping for Josh Allen to finally get it together. That was the thing I was going to say last week. That was a prime time to just go off. Yeah, because that the Eagles secondary might be the worst one in the league, and he. They just couldn't get it done. Yeah, I don't know. Man, Josh Allen, he needs to get it together. He's got another good matchup, and he's got a great schedule in the next couple weeks. Going up against Washington. He's got to start getting it done for me. Yeah. And then some question marks on my team. Mark Walton and Adrian Peterson are my running backs. Adrian Peterson against Buffalo's defense. Yeah. That's not going to be. Mark Walton might get you something against the Jets. Yeah, I'm hoping for around 10 points. I'm hoping for around 10 points on both of those guys. I mean, Washington, they're just, they're going to feed AP. He'll, I would would be surprised if he had less than 20 carries. Oh yeah, he's going to get 20, around 20 carries every game. I just don't know if he's going to do anything with them. Yeah, he might just run into the the line of scrimmage every single time, but. Maybe I'll just, for this week, I'll only change it to a point-per-touch league. You know, every time you carry God. the ball, you get a point. He'd, he'd lead me <laughs> in, the, in the week. You would. Um, on the other side of the ball, as far as great starts, we've got Tyler Lockett going up against a terrible secondary um, again in Tampa Bay. And then George Kittle is going up against Arizona, who gives up the most points to the tight end position. Kittle's already a great player. I might go Michael Gallup as well. Yeah, Michael Gallup against the Giants. He just hasn't looked super good. Yeah, ever um, since he got healthy. Yeah, his last few games haven't been. Yeah, ever since he got hurt and then came back, he hasn't been. Well, it's super been those. Great. It's been those two games where, at least the one against the Jets, where the Dallas played horrible. Then the week after that, he just didn't get any production. But yeah. against the Giants, there's possibilities. Some question marks um, on carry on's team. You know, Chris Carson's one of your starting running backs, so you have to start him. But going up against Tampa Bay, you know, top three run defense in the league, I don't see him getting much production. Yeah, especially because Seattle uh, lost Britt or Justin Britt, their starting center for the year. Yeah. So then, you know, the off the line of scrimmage is going to be really tough. Is the one thing about Tampa Bay, though, is their run defense so good because everyone passes on them, or is it because. No, the they, other are, way around. they are just like I haven't really seen them play that much. Like their defense, like as a whole, like ranks around the middle of the pack in yeah, the league. But the run defense but is like top three. Their run defense is like top three, and their yeah. pass defense is like bottom three. Yeah. So like that just evens out. Okay. It's super weird. I yeah, it's weird. I don't I haven't seen them play enough to determine whether or not it's I mean, I haven't watched very many Tampa Bay games, but I know like the top running backs in the league, Alvin Kamara, yeah. Christian McCaffrey. They've shut, they've yeah, shut down under, McCaffrey under, twice. Yeah, so. you know, yeah, shut down McCaffrey twice. It's just, so I don't, as much as, you know. Could be a down game. It could person. it could definitely be, a, like, not a terribly down game because Seattle runs the ball no matter what. But, you know. I mean, also, one play for, he might be a little weak, but playing Seattle's defense against Tampa Bay because Jameis is a turnover machine. Oh, yeah. Like, as far as a strong start. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Carry on the side of the ball is rounded out by Derek Hart, quarterback. Um, James Connors is the running back. Tyrell Williams goes in his flex. I don't – there's not really much to say about those matchups other than 
middle of the line matchups and yeah. you expect decent fantasy production but nothing that's going to sway your team no. my side of the ball rounded out by Juju Smith-Schuster um, Darren Waller is my tight end and then as far as kickers go we've got Boswell and Gould and then Pittsburgh and Seattle at the defenses any bench plays you see in this one I mean, not for Carrion. His whole bench is basically on a bye. Yeah. Um, we are in, um, if you guys aren't aware, six teams are on bye this week. Yeah. So, a, there's a lot a of buys going around. I think there's I mean, one team that, like, more than 50% of their starters are on bye. Yeah. The only thing for you is if James Conner doesn't play. Yeah, that's why I have Jalen Samuels on my bench. Yeah, just play Samuels instead of AP. Yeah. Who are you liking this one? I'm projected to lose by I'm, 13. I I'm, think I'm, think I'm leaning carry on. Yeah. In this one. I think he has a more solid lineup. I'm going to go with this, me. In this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> despite, <I don't> know. <laughs> despite what my my mind and heart are telling me. You know, the Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. <laughs> anyway, uh, move on to the next matchup here. The Luis goes up against Tragic Fitzmagic. Luis is projected to win this one, one nineteen to one thirteen. What do you got, strong start wise in I this mean, one? I mean, for Luis, it's always McCaffrey is always a strong start. I don't know if I would say any of the other ones are. Just considering the matchups, like Tyree Hill, but they're going against Minnesota. Minnesota's got a good defense. No Mahomes. I don't know. I think the only one I really see is McCaffrey, and that's just because yeah. he's McCaffrey. I'd throw in, I'd throw in Jacobs. Yeah, I was thinking maybe that because against Detroit, but... Yeah. On the other side of the ball... Maybe? Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, right. I didn't even see him. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's my boomer for this week, too. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Le'Veon oh, Bell right. yeah. got a I mean, great no, matchup no, against Miami. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Make sure you drop Mike Nugent because he's not even in on a team anymore. Oh, he's not? They changed they, kickers? They cut him. Oh, I didn't know that. He missed the field goal and they cut him. Yeah. So yeah, Le'Veon Bell, great start against Miami there. I mean... Allen Robinson against right, Philadelphia is ideally... That, but I just do not trust Mitchell Trubisky in that offense anymore. I mean, he's a strong start matchup-wise. Like, Allen yeah, Robinson is a, matchup is wise a great Philly, start. It's a, not a bad... I would. I mean, I would start him, but... Yeah. I would also be wary. I'm actually going to go with Melvin Gordon as a strong start as well, going up against Green Bay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I think they... Interesting. I think that the best way to beat Green Bay is on the ground. Their secondary, I think, is better than their run game. True. Usually that matches up for the running backs having decent games. I can see Eckler just having a bigger game. Melvin Gordon hasn't looked good. A bigger game in the run game or, like, overall with the pass game? Just overall, I don't know. Melvin Gordon, I mean, other than the, the that one game against Philly, has Green Bay really gotten destroyed by the run? They are the eighth worst team in the league against the run. Okay. Um, you know, as so far as fantasy points go. Right so, I would take Melvin Gordon as a strong start. Some, you know, question marks on the teams. I don't really see any. Yeah. I would, yeah, stick with uh, Johnny Smith at tight end for Luis. He's, don't fix what isn't broken. It's not like a question mark yeah. as far as, like, take him out of your lineup. But just far as, like, as, you know, what are you expecting from him? Tyree Kill, the backup quarterback against Minnesota, that could be that could be a question mark. Yeah, you don't it's... know what kind of game he's going to have. And then Golden Tate against Dallas. You know, both of those teams, yeah. Dallas and Minnesota have pretty good defenses. So, 
Yeah. You know, as far as what I mean, my question mark is just, you it's know, you just, don't know. With Golden Tate, you just never know what Daniel Jones you're going to get. Yeah. Other side of the ball. We'll throw Allen Robinson, even though he's a strong start. As a question mark, because you don't know what Mitchell Trubisky is going to be able to do. Although I will say, Mitchell Trubisky has eyes for Allen Robinson. Like he, oh, yeah. he loves the guy, and he throws in the ball sure, a ton. Yeah. It's just a question of whether or not. He just misses him all the time. Yeah. I'll throw in T.Y. Hilton against Pittsburgh. This one, you know, Pittsburgh's defense is, I think, top 10 in the league as far as points allowed to any given position. So I don't know what you can expect out of T.Y. Hilton this week. Jameis Winston against Seattle? I mean, not a bad matchup. Seattle just let Matt Schwab throw for 460 yards. That's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) So, he could have a classic Winston game where he has like 400 yards but like three picks. You don't think Seattle is going to get like chewed out for that though? Oh, yeah. I'm sure they... Chewed out for giving up, but they, but they up, can't do they anything up, about it. They gave up 400 yards to Dalton in the season opener. Oh, though. yeah. Their secondary is so bad. It's just their secondary is young. And they don't even try to like make up for it by rushing they more than four guys. They can't get a pass rush. That's the biggest problem. Crazy. They, they have no pass rush. Any bench plays you're interested in this one? Not really. You're not interested in Emmanuel Sanders against Arizona? I would be a little mm-hmm. interested in it. it. Instead of who, though? Golden Tate against Dallas. I don't know. It's hard to trust because San Francisco, all their production comes on the ground mostly. What about Chris Herndon over Genu Smith, even though Smith I, just had a great game? I'd probably stick with Janu Smith because the, the Jets are just a disaster. And Ryan Tannehill likes tight ends. so Yeah. <laughs> uh, other side of the ball, I don't see anybody. Kenny on Drake in Arizona? No, not against against San Francisco. Yeah, against San Francisco, no. No way. He's going to get the bulk of the play, though, because there's literally no one else. Who do you like in this one as far as, you know, matchups go? We got round out at the kickers. We got Harrison Butker for Luis and nobody currently for Chargers and Magic. And then Carolina and New York go as their defenses. I think I'll probably go with Luis, his team. Just Are we talking about just to win? Yeah, just as far as a... I think I'll go with Luis. I think he has a more... Steady lineup. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of guys that have fantastic like A plus matchups on either team. But I think he he has a better chance of having more guys just be solid. Yeah, just with Christian go. McCaffrey and Jacobs is yeah a great combination of running backs. I'm actually going to go with Travis Fish Magic this week because yeah. I think Lev Bell and Melvin Gordon have good finally you know See, I would, have great games. If I I agree with half of that. <laughs> Statement. Not Melvin Gordon. Yeah, you're not. A, you're not on the Melvin Gordon. I'm not a believer. I, they want to give him the ball as much as possible. So you know. I mean, that's true. Next matchup: Zero's Clinton, Woodland Thielen going up against Sup Rydalch. Sup Rydalch is the number one team yep, in the league. That's a big. One. I gotta keep. I can't lose that much more. Yeah, no, you can't lose this one. No. Uh, you're projected to win by 16, though. 116.98 to 100.89. How is oh sorry I was gonna say how is New England's projection so low? Oh, they're defense? playing Baltimore. Still. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's around that every single week, and then they overshoot it by like fifteen. Uh, strong starts on Sub Rydalch's side of the ball. I mean, other than the obvious, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook against Casey. Kansas City. He is feasted all year, yep. and I think he just has another great game, like around 30, 30 points. Other than that, 
Yeah, no, his team doesn't have anybody with super A-plus matchups. No. Carson Wentz is his quarterback. Alshon Jeffrey has a stack there, but they're going against Chicago. Jason Witten against New York Giants. You're not going to get anything too crazy. Duke Johnson fills in. As he's got a couple people on by. Yeah, Philip Dorsett is not. The big question mark is if Adams is going to be back. Yep. Because plays. that could be a strong... A really good matchup against the Chargers. Is he? How close is he? He's dead. He's, dead. he's he was like two hundred percent better than he was two weeks ago, and so I guess he needs like three hundred more percent <laughs> to be ready Turf to go. Turfco is a bitch. Yeah, weird, sad stuff there. On the other side of the ball, you've got. I got my guys back. You got you got your whole team back. Adam Thielen could be good yeah, if guess, he's ready to go. I think, yeah, they're saying he's going to play. Yeah, strong start at. Running back, though, with Ezekiel Elliott going against the Giants. Yeah. Mark Ingram may not reach that projection at all, though. Yeah, no. Mark Ingram's got, a, like, a questionable matchup going against New England. I'm not sure. But I, think I will say the way the best way to beat New England is also on the, you know, with the run game. anyone's going to give them problems, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. There's only so much you can do to prepare for that. Yeah. If anyone could prepare for it, it's Bill Belichick, but... Well, I mean, John Harbaugh does a really good job yeah. at preparing for the New England Patriots. I mean, just watching when they played Seattle, some of the stuff he does is just... Yeah, I expect the Ravens to run the ball like as twice as much as they pass, but their passes will be effective enough to keep the Patriots yeah. backed up to make the run. And a lot of it depends on if uh, Hollywood Brown plays. Yeah. Because he, I would see a couple deep shots with him. I'll take the defense on, on your team. San Francisco going against Arizona. That's a strong start. Yeah, I'm so glad I got San Francisco. Yeah. Another question mark, though. You know, How are you feeling about Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark going in this week? I like it because J.J. Watt is out for the year. Oh, yeah. Other than that, they don't have really much of a pass rush. And their corners I, aren't the greatest. No. So. I think they could have a good game. I mean, this is probably the last week I'm going to be playing Minshew because Drew Brees is on a bye. Hmm. And he's he's back. But yeah, he looks fine. The one area that I didn't think I would do again is having two tight ends play, but I think I might do it again. Oh, really? With the Hunter Henry and Evan Ingram? Yeah, Ingram against Dallas, though. It's like with Golden Tate. You never know what you're going to get with Daniel Jones. But yeah, and looking at my bench, oh my I, goodness, I might be able to one. Oh, it's only three. Three people on your bench round buys. Like I might end up switching one of those guys depending on the health of Shepard and Brown. I wouldn't start either of those two. I don't think I will. But. I mean, the only one I would say is Jamal Williams. Yeah, but he's, yeah, no. he's touchdown dependent. I like you in this matchup. Me too. Separate Alch has a tough one. He's got he's only got one person. About. He got he needs Adams back. If he's Adams comes much, back, yeah. it's a lot closer. Yeah, if Adams comes back, then it's up for grabs. But he's been overshooting. Separate Alch has been overshooting his projection by a good amount every single week. So. True. I mean, this, would could, be, this would be the week where, like, Dorsett has, like, two touchdowns. Yeah. Moving to the next matchup here. Chad Zatul going up against Montande Basura. Chad Zatul is projected to win 116.99 to 101.59. Montande Basura just had a giant week, putting up over 180 points. Strong starts on Chad Zatul's side of the ball. Chris Godwin. Yeah, I'm going to take Kirk Cousins as well, going against Kansas City. Yep. Chris Godwin against... Then once again against Seattle. Yeah, secondary. Seattle. Chris Godwin should feast against Seattle's secondary. Um, Jameson Crowder could actually have a good game for 
the first time in a little while. Yeah, he's going up against the Dolphins. Just any team that whenever you play the Dolphins, there's always a good chance. Yeah, Nick Chubb is just a strong start every week. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Aaron Jones, too, just against the Chargers. I think he'll have another good game. On uh, Monte Davis' side of the ball, Tevin Coleman's going up against Arizona. He just put up over 30 points, yeah. four touchdowns. He's fast. He, he It's weird because he looks faster on San Francisco than he ever did with Atlanta. Yeah. I don't As know a, why. I mean, that's a, I'm expecting Tevin Coleman to put up over 20 points. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Mike Evans will also. Same. Yeah, Mike Evans on Monday. One Davis of those two guys will have a good game. <laughs> kind of seems to be how it is with them. Yeah, you kind of wish they could just spread it out between yeah, the, the two how, of them. That's not what Jameis Winston does. <laughs> Jameis Winston finds a guy that's working and just keeps throwing in the ball no matter much. what. And even if it's not working, he just will yeah. keep throwing interceptions. Yeah, until it kind of works. Yeah. I mean, I guess for weak plays on, I say, Montan de Basura. What does that mean? It means a load of crap. Uh, I feel I think Miles Sanders is going to have a rough week. Yeah. He had a, week one, he's going to come back to earth against Chicago. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. The, the problem is, I would say that he, if he was like the number one running back, he'd be totally fine because yeah, he's not. Chicago's run defense um, has gotten you, know, you can because Akeem Hicks is out, so it's gotten a yeah, bad. it's gotten worse. But that it's just stupid how that coach like uh, I hate it when are coaches are just about? like, well, the journeyman's here, no. the experienced guy. I'm just gonna run with him. With Jordan know. Howard. Jordan Howard's been more solid. Miles Sanders is has he been like more solid just because he's getting the opportunities? I think I've watching some of the games. Jordan Howard looks better. As a like a, just an in between the tackles runner, Miles Sanders is like the big play guy. That you that's can the get. thing. Every time I see Miles Sanders running the football, he's getting like ten plus yards. So like in my head, I would I've be seen like, a lot where he's not. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's, I feel like the big plays that come out of Philadelphia's run game are from Miles Sanders. That's how I feel about like when they get you know a fifteen plus yard run. It's usually Miles yeah. Sanders. But. I mean, the thing is, like he had he had one play last week. Yeah. But, I mean, he doesn't get red zone work at all. No. I think they like Howard because he's just more reliable. Yeah. But do you think, and he's probably better in uh, pass protection. Do you, do you think Sanders could be as good as Howard in the red zone? I think eventually it's... Like, if they were to just, this week, Howard or Sanders, you're getting all the red zone runs. I think, think he would do just as good. You know, it's hard to tell. I, probably, I think he would. I think he would find the end zone feels, just as much. This feels like a one-year thing where... They kind of do this two two back thing, and so, then uh, next year Sanders should take the starting role. This is ha- what I will say about Howard. Anytime Howard like breaks through a hole and then gets to that second he level of the defense, speed. yeah. Anytime he breaks through a hole at the line of scrimmage, gets to that second level of defense, and like has a couple linebackers in front of him. Every single time that happens and he gets tackled, I'm like Miles Sanders could have outran those guys. I think the thing is he's better at breaking that first part though if you could like combine both of them i mean the hole like the hole is either gonna be there or it's not a lot of the yeah. time so that's just how i feel about that situation i think i mean i think miles sanders will end up being the guy eventually just doesn't seem like they want him to be this year yeah and against it's just against chicago i don't think he's gonna have a good day gotcha i understand i mean i agree with you i'm just i'm just saying i think miles sanders 
if, they were to just, if they were no, to just go with him. No, I don't see. I don't disagree with you. I, yeah. I, no. If they just fed him the ball, I think he'd put up numbers. Yeah. Um, Cam Sutton going against Cleveland, who has their two starting cornerbacks back. Finally. And Cam Sutton will be... I don't even know who's starting for them. What is his name? Oh. Sorry. It's Cortland. Oh, yeah. Because I... Yeah, whoever... What's that dude's name? The quarterback? I don't even know who that was. Well, because Flacco is benched. He's he's hurt, benched. Yeah. So are they starting their rookie? Yeah, they're starting... No, not... You're talking about Drew Locke? Yeah. No, he's still hurt. He was, he was on IR. He's hurt, like, in quotation marks as well. I mean, if he was healthy, they would have played him because who, oh, whoever, whoever the guy is they're playing. I don't even know the starter for Denver right now, though. but it's not. I forgot his name. I know. I'm looking it up. Right <laughs> right. I kind of want to know. Zach Ertz going up against Chicago again. He's had a bad year, and Chicago is really good in the passing game. On the other side of the ball. Brandon Allen. Brandon, another Allen. No idea who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Brandon Allen starting for QB at for Denver. <laughs> Question marks on the other side of the ball. Wow. Oh. oh, sorry. I was still looking at Brandon Allen. No worries. Eric Ebron going up against Pittsburgh. I'm not sure you can expect much production from Eric Ebron this week. And if anyone got, he probably got hurt the most by Andrew Luck retiring. Yeah. Fantasy wise, at least. And then. What do you think about Sonny Michelle against? I was gonna. I was just about to bring that up. Sonny Michelle against Baltimore. He's, he's had a few good weeks in a row now. Yeah, look at his point projection. Yeah, it's like nine point nine two. I think he'll do better than that. I think so too. I think he's gonna end up running the ball a good amount. Yeah, because they'll that'll be like their counter to Lamar Jackson. Um, bench plays in this one. You know, with bye weeks, the benches are super thin. So I don't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even sure if it's worth going over for a lot of teams. Who do you like in this one? Um, as far as winning, uh, it's kind of it's close. I feel like I might go with Cheds a tool though. Yeah, I'll take Cheds a tool as well. I think Aaron Jones, Godwin, Chubb, and Michelle will all have good games. Yeah, I agree with you. Moving on, Show Me Your TDs plays Canto Kinglers. Canto Kinglers is in a world of hurt as far as injuries and buys go. Strong starts. On Show Me Your TD's side of the ball, we've got Hopkins and Sean Watson both going up against Jacksonville. I think that's decent. I don't know about you. I think that's a strong yeah. start. I think they'll both have good games. Sean Watson is just always a good start. Yeah. And Hopkins is getting back to that because he used to always be every week would be good. Yeah. Tree Cohen, though. I think you're making the right call starting Watson over Lamar Jackson this week because, you know, Jackson – Against New England. He could have it rough. It's, it's, he could. It'll be I interesting. I'd love to see if he destroyed New England, though. Yeah. I need the Ravens to lose, though. So. Right. You're a Pittsburgh fan. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want that to happen. I think they shut down Jackson. I don't know. Bill I, Belichick is just a wizard. So. I really hope that he just burns them, though. <laughs> just his improvisation, improvisation plays. Yeah. Runs all over the place. There's not a whole lot of strong starts on either of these two teams. Not really. Robbie Anderson against Miami? That's a strong start. Robbie Anderson should have a good week. I mean, Dak Prescott against the Giants? Yeah, he should have a good game. He should. But then outside of that, I mean, Derrick Henry is playing Carolina this week. That's usually your number one running back. Breida, I think, is going to be hurt, or else that would be a strong start. 
Um, you should just probably plan on him not playing. I don't yeah, know who you put kind of, in. He's kind of screwed. Go to waivers, find a wide receiver to plug in there, I think. What is Kareem Hunt going to play? Uh, week 10 okay. at the earliest. I wonder if that'll help Cleveland. Probably, Maybe. Probably. I don't think so. That they don't have Probably any. not. Yeah, Nick Chubb is insane. Question marks, there's a lot of them. Yeah. You, what do you expect out of like Keenan Allen and Austin? You're an Eckler fan. What do you think? expect out of um, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler going up against Green Bay? I you have a pretty good secondary. Yeah, I could see I could see Eckler getting garbage time stuff. Okay. Because I could see Green Bay going up because Aaron Rodgers is on fire right now. If, especially if Devontae Adams plays, I could see them building a lead. And then if that happens, Eckler should be in the game more. And I could see him getting just a lot of checkdowns, stuff like that. Yeah. Did they change offensive coordinators? Yeah, they fired. Okay, that's what I thought. Guy. So that's the other thing. Is the new guy going to be like, let's go with Eckler? Or is he going to stick with Melvin Gordon? I think they're going to stick with Melvin Gordon. I think the coach wants to, the head coach wants to stick with Melvin Gordon. It seems like it. It might. I just, with Eckler, he's, he's going to be pass-dependent, and if Green Bay shuts down the pass... But he's almost a better runner than Gordon at this point. He is, but I mean, they're not going to give him the running back duties on the team. Nope. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Eckler. I know it's he's pretty like, much split on what people think about him. I don't... I'm not a big... I don't think he's going to be great going forward. Fan, yeah, fantasy-wise, he might not be. I mean, he'll still be productive for the team. It's unfortunate. But he's not going to be putting up two touchdown games like he would have if he was running the football uh, out of the backfield. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, yeah. Ever since Gordon came back. Yeah. He had that one week where he went off, but. Then you got Mark Andrews at tight end going up against New England. Best secondary in the league. Probably not going to do great. No. Tariq Cohen going up against Philadelphia. And I don't ever want Cohen on my team. Cohen, man, talk about the difference between one year. Yeah. What happened? I don't understand Matt Nagy and what he's doing with his offense. I'll, I'll bring up Danny Amendola on Show Me Your TDs as a strong start. Danny Amendola, the passes underneath for the Lions have been working out really well. Yeah. And I think they're going to be able to do that against Oakland all game. So I'll bring him up as a strong start. Question marks on Kento Kingler's side of the ball. I mean... Royce Freeman against Cleveland. Yeah. Royce Freeman... I mean, he usually gets around 10, 8 to 10 points. But it's just that's because he has guys on. Oh, yeah. Like yeah well, he's on a bye. That's why he's in Freeman. Let's go through Kanto Kingler's bench a little bit. Kareem Hunt, suspended. No game. Todd Gurley, no game. Brandon Cooks, hurt. Might never play. On a bye, no game. Julio Jones, no game. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a rough week. Yeah. Um, and then you got a backup tight end in Hawkinson, who I probably just get rid of and try to find a wide receiver. Yeah, no. I was going to say, would you play Hawkinson over Olsen? No way. Almost the same in a way. Like, other than those uh, two weeks by Greg Olsen? I mean, if you think they're the same, then Kento Kingler should because Hawkinson's on Detroit and he's a Detroit fan. Oh, is he? Yep. So, I mean, if you yeah, want to root sorry. for somebody. Sorry, man. You guys, you guys have a good team. It's just... Got screwed over by the refs. Yeah, just a couple times screwed over by the refs there. Um, who do you like in this matchup? I mean, show me your TDs. Yeah. I feel bad for Granger. Yeah. If week. you can pull out a win this week, though, that would help me. So Yeah. And it'd be kind I of... I believe in you. Into the final matchup, Spanking You Since 94 going up against Henry's team. Spanking You Since 94 is projected to win 115.96 to 98.6. Henry's team at uh, the running back position with David Johnson. I don't... 
Ron Henry's paying enough attention. Yeah, I, I mean, he's in school as well. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much he's focusing on fantasy football, but David Johnson needs to come out of your lineup. You can just put in Howard. It's a perfectly fine substitution. Yep. Strong starts for Henry's team, though. We've got Stefan Diggs against Kansas City. He should be a strong start. Yep. Especially if Thielen is out. He'll be the number one wide receiver. Uh, DK Metcalf against Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's actually a really good matchup for him. Yeah. As long as they don't run the ball 50 times. They'll take a few deep shots. (laughs) They always do. Yeah. And then uh, Marlon Mack against Pittsburgh could be a good play. Yeah. But I'm not – I mean, I wouldn't say it's a a super strong start. I think it's just kind of middle of the road. Russell Wilson against Tampa Bay. Strong start at QB for Henry's team. Spanking you since 94. As far as people are looking forward to having big games – uh, Amari Cooper going against the Giants. Yeah, he should be fully healthy. Sa- I mean, Saqu- yeah, Saquon against Dallas. Yeah, Saquon against Dallas. I was going to bring that up. Aaron Rodgers because he's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and the Chargers secondary is giving up a fair amount of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yep. Question marks uh, for both of these teams um, comes around the running back position. Philip Lindsay against Cleveland. Yeah. And Always in a timeshare. And David Johnson. The other side. Yeah, David Johnson on the other side. James White against Baltimore. Could be good. He might catch some passes. I'm going to say no. I'm, no. I'm, 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 I see him. It depends on if Baltimore. It also depends on if they shut down Michelle. Carlos Hyde is projected to get 14.41 points. It's Jacksonville. Against Jacksonville. I don't I don't That's buy weird. into that at all. I don't understand that. Odell Beckham should, find, should get into Henry's team's lineup again. Right, would you, so, so where do you put him? Would you put... I was thinking you just put Matt Johnson and then you could put yeah. OBJ in the flex. Yeah, do that. And I would actually put um, Howard in over White. Henry's teams needed a lot of little yeah. adjustments. Yeah, I'd probably do that too. It's making you since 94. I hope Deshaun Jackson comes back, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen at this point. Jeez. He's been hurt since week one, right? Pretty much. So I don't see anybody on Spanky News' 94's bench that I would start. No. What do you think about this matchup in general? Like, not even, like, who's going to win. Just there's a lot of... Oh, there's a lot of... Man, bye weeks are hard. Bye, yeah. When bye weeks hit rough, it's, it gets bad. Who do you like? Spanky New? It's projected to win. I mean, if Henry's team fixes his lineup, I'm taking Henry's team. Yeah, but it, that's no guarantee. Yeah. I would I'll probably take Spanky News' 94. Just... I mean, because Saquon is the type of guy who could go off like 30 points. Same with a Cooper. Yeah. It's a division game. They always, someone always blows up in there. Yeah, I'll take Spanking You just because I'm not sure if Henry's team is going to do all the changes that I would make. That covers it for the weekly previews. Let us know if you like that version better. I thought that the head-to-head QB versus QB wide receivers versus wide receivers was getting a little stale um, after so long. So I thought we'd try something different. Let me know what you think about it. We got one more um, preview segment. Boomer of the week. Who you got this week, Clinton? Start I mean, with I may have uh, <laughs> said it earlier, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Le'Veon Bell um, solely because they're playing Miami. Gotcha. And everyone who plays Miami usually does something. This is a perfect game for the Jets to finally use him correctly. I could see him getting like, you know. 70 yards rushing, 60 yards receiving, and, like, a touchdown. Oh, that's a big 130 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. And, t- like, that's the old Le'Veon Bell. That's actually – that would actually be just 
average for the old Avion. I mean, if I had to make a pred- prediction for, I your, just, for your boomer, I would say like 70 yards and two receiving touchdowns. 70 yards receiving, two receiving touchdowns, and like 50 on the ground yeah. just because I was just kind of thinking he would get he would finally get like 20 hit, hit 20 points okay like that's like kind of where I'm yeah. at with him he would finally have like a 20 point fantasy week gotcha my boomer of the week is going to be uh, Tyler Lockett he's actually on my opponent's team but they're going against Tampa Bay who gives up crazy amounts of points to the wide receivers on the other team he put up a 29 point week back in week three but he hasn't surpassed 15 over 15 points um in any week since then uh so i think he's going to be at around you know 22 23 points not quite, i'd say about yeah 100 yards and at least a touchdown that'll right. put him right around 20 cool yeah take that. um real quick i wanted to get your opinion clinton on the rule changes i proposed yeah. last week so what do you like the uh this different way of doing uh, pickups. Like yeah, so we had the waiver wire pickups. Yeah. We had keepers. Yeah. And IDPs. I think those were the three. Wait, what were the IDPs? Individually drafted. Oh. Individual gotcha. defensive players. Gotcha. IDPs. IDPs. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the the waiver wire money thing. Yeah. Because then it's not just wherever you're, you're at in the, like the queue, I guess, for waivers. Yeah. So if like one week you're... 12 and you need someone you're, there's no way you're going to get them I like the idea of a keeper league too because I've never done one but I've always wanted to see what it's like what do you think about the compensation that I had the compensation is I like it because it, it's kind of but I was also thinking for certain guys though that severely outplayed their draft position like someone like Chris Godwin so it's going to be based like, on next year's so ADP like where they, okay. so basically the so, way that we would do it is you send me I, about a week before the draft, I would ask for your keepers. keepers. And then I guess we would just have to all come to uh, vote on which ranking we're going to use. Because sometimes they're different outside of like the top few. So yeah. We'll have dip guys in different spots. So, yeah, the part that's hard about it is we use a point per first down. Yeah. And so when you look at ADPs, for, they, never count they never do that. It's either point per first down, sometimes half PPR, and then standard. Yeah. If I can find um, a website that gives me the average draft positions for a half point for a half PPR league, yeah, we will probably use that one if it gets okay. if people agree to keepers. So about a week before the draft, I would say, who is your keeper from last year? If you have one, you would send it to me, and then I would send to you your compensation, and then manually adjust the draft. Yeah, and then um, did you say? In there, how many keepers we can have? So it would be one to two. Yeah, so, so when one I propose... One to two. If you're listening, the the poll question is going to go live next week. Okay. And I'll, the way the question is going to be set up is, would you prefer... Would you like keepers in the league? And yes, you, one keeper. Yes, two keepers. Or no. Okay. We could always... And then we could also have the option of... I guess that is what the two keeper one is, but you can you don't have to take two. You can just take one. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can have up to two. Yeah. You can take zero if you want. Yeah, I feel like I'd probably take one. And then the other one was IDPs, which is that one is interesting. Yeah, it's a. I don't know if how it's I a feel bit about more that. extreme. It is. It puts the fantasy when you, league in a different. Yeah, when you brought that up, I was just thinking like how some leagues are where it's like one guy. Then you brought up the options of like multiple. Yeah. players on defense and I was like that 
would be fun. It would be fun. It might be too much. Exactly. Exactly. It's so. a it's something I think would be really fun, like to do in a different league. Yeah. I don't know about this one. I um, mean, we could always try it with less positions, I guess. So like one defensive back, one linebacker, yeah, and or one something like maybe you just do pass rusher, pass rushers, and something like that. Yeah. Um, another change that's going to be coming to the league next year, most likely, is like a paid league. So it's going to be like a minuscule amount, like $10 maximum. But that at least gives us like a pool to work with as far as awards go. But I think that's going to cover it for this podcast. Is there anything else you want to say about the rule changes? No. I think, you know, I think you covered them well last week. Yeah. I didn't really, other than the defensive player ones, that's the only one I'm kind of like not so sure about. Yeah, I haven't seen very... Actually, there's one guy's said that he likes the idea... But that's because he keeps getting rocked by defenses every single week. Yeah. Uh, but there hasn't. I haven't heard too much positivity. More like uncertainty. Yeah. Surrounding. I think it's IDPs. just an idea of like you don't really know what it's gonna be like. Yeah. And like we could try it. Yeah. But and see I, if it works or not. Yeah, we might not want to try it when it's like a paid league because that might be you know if it's gonna ruin your fantasy fantasy experience. True. Maybe we don't want to do it. But that'll cover it for the podcast. Happy Halloween, guys. Oh, yeah. It's uh, tomorrow. Well, it's tomorrow, but I'm not going to have this podcast out until oh, that's fine. tomorrow. So, happy Halloween. That was just me in my head going, all right, tomorrow's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, good luck on your matchups this week. Let yep. me know if you have any questions. See you guys.